Growing Up, our brand new resource for churches and parents is out now. Woohoo! With Sunday school sessions, training videos, podcast episodes for parents and one for the whole family. All there to help our children navigate the confusion, filter the messages they're surrounded by and hear God's good story. All our Growing Up resources point to the Heavenly Father who loves our children even more than we do and has the answer to their biggest questions about who they are and how to live. Together, as families and churches, we can support each other to start good conversations about bodies, gender and marriage so our children can grow up hearing God's good story. Head over to the website faithinkids.org and find out all the details about growing up. We're travelling with Jesus. Hello. Thank you for joining us. Brilliant. You are? I'm James Carey. My name is Ed. I'm the director of Faith in Kids. We are thrilled to be a part of your life for episode five, which I dare to imagine means you've done it four times. You thought it was going well. Yeah. Let's do it again. We are travelling with Jesus to a lake today, and we're delighted you're going to come with us and travel. To get you talking, Yeah. a whip around question. Are you afraid of anything? So you may not think you are, but what would make you take two steps backwards? Okay, snakes, tigers, deep water, your dad when he's in one of those moods. Right. Jam, are you afraid of anything? Water at night. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I'm not that afraid of deep water, but when you're there at night time. Is that swimming pools as well as rivers and stuff? No, more kind of rivers and seas and that kind of thing. Okay. Makes me slightly nervous. Jam has just then bared his soul. I have. With what makes him afraid. You are welcome. Now you can. Whip around, every member of the family, go. Hope that was interesting and we'll come back to that later. In the meantime, let's start with our fun facts face-off about lakes. I'm going to start. Yeah. I mean, this is amazing. The world's largest freshwater lake is a lake no one has heard of, Lake Baikal, in Russia. Now... It's not actually like the largest thing, but it's because it's so deep, there's a lot of water in it. So it is 1,600 metres deep, which would be, if you tipped upside down the largest mountain in the UK, Ben Nevis, it mm. wouldn't touch the bottom. Wow. And it's, it's a, 
So it's, it's such a deep lake. It is a quarter of the world's fresh water in this one lake. So a quarter of all the world's quarter water, of all the water of all the water uh, fresh water fresh water. Remarkably no, no, that is that is a massive lake. And, and last thing, and I I've love never this, heard of it. It's the world's oldest lake. Oh, is it? So if you if you went to a lake party, right, this would like be the granddad rocking away gently at the corner. Okay. So that's your fun fact. My fun fact is about a new lake that appeared in 2014. You have the oldest lake. No. I have the newest lake. You, they would be like the toddler lake. Yes, indeed. Hundreds of swimmers rushed to a mysterious new lake discovered in mid-July in 2014 by North African shepherds in Tunisia's arid Gafsa region. Uh, it, it's got its own Facebook page now. It didn't used to be there. And it's still there. It's still there. And although lots of people are saying it's a miracle... Uh, some people are also saying it's located in an area rich in phosphate deposits, which leave residue that is sometimes strongly radioactive. So maybe don't swim in the lake, but lots of people are, and it seems to be fine. Oh. But anyway, go and look at the Facebook page of this lake. Wow. Yeah. I, I love swimming in lakes. Probably not radioactive ones. Yeah. Okay, my fun fact. Ready? Yeah. Uh, there is an issue. I'm not going to make jokes about it, that quite a lot of people jump into cold lakes... And it does them huge damage yeah. because they're so surprised. So so this is a warning that when you jump into cold water, all the blood rushes from your arms and legs to your body, meaning your arms and legs feel like they can't work. Right. And I, I have been there when a friend has experienced this. Wow. So personally, I'm used to jumping into cold water. I actually quite like it. A friend of mine, I introduced him to this very cold... I like cold... it. You love it. <laughs> I love it. I love the feeling. You do. I took a friend to a very cold lake near me and he dived in and nothing at all had prepared him for how cold it was. I didn't do it deliberately. I just didn't realise he didn't know. Right. He was so cold, he started screaming, my legs are paralysed. Right. He actually thought okay. his legs had stopped working and he. I've never seen someone swim so quickly out of a lake. And this is using only his arms. Yes. I've never broadcast this story. I can't name him. Right. Because he's a good friend. Yeah. And it is faintly embarrassing that a grown man believed he'd, he'd totally forever lost control of his legs. Right. The panic was written all over his face. Yeah. It's a warning. Be careful of cold water. You won't have that problem with this lake. Tell me. My second fun fact. Tell me it's not a very hot lake. It's not just hot. It's literally boiling. Jam, no one is going to believe that we didn't discuss this first. The oldest, the youngest, the coldest and the hottest. I know, yes. The uh, boiling lake is the second second largest boiling lake. Well, I don't know how it's the second. <laughs> it's in Dominica. It was discovered in about uh, 1875. Yeah. The water temperature ranges from about 82 to 91 degrees Celsius. You could properly cook an egg in that. You could boil an egg in that. It's basically very near a, a, a volcano or some kind of wow. you know, fault. That is so, so hot. The water, And so it's 59 metres deep. So it goes 60 metres down where it gets really hot and comes back up again. And it's just boiling. It is quite hard to get to. It's called the Valley of Desolation and the Boiling Lake. <laughs> That sounds I've really seen, like I've a seen, Tintin story. I've seen a leaflet for it, and it says it can be reached via a three-hour-long trail from the village of Laudat in Dominica. Wow. Um, that's three hours one way and three hours back. That's a long way to go for a lake that you can't swim in. Um, and you, I mean, you really can't. You would be cooked. So, I mean, a shower, I think, for comparison, a really hot shower would be around 40, 50 degrees. Oh, tops. I think it's about 35, 36 is degrees is what they recommend your 
your hot setting is set. Okay. To. So what? I mean, what do you do when you visit it? You know, cook just, an egg. Just stand there and go, wow, this is so. Oh yeah, I'll take some raw eggs. <laughs> or you could poach them, just put them straight in. <laughs> I like, you walk three hours. Yeah. And you put your finger in it. Oh, that's very hot. That's very hot. And then you walk three hours yeah, back. You do. Jam, this is, it's like we're facts twins. I know. We are the yin and the yang we of are. facts. Yes. I, I think that is definitely a draw as well, isn't it? Y- yes. Yeah. I'm honestly thrilled. I think I'm more thrilled than you, if I'm no, honest. I, I'm secretly quite pleased. Okay. Now, the reason we've done that is today we are travelling with Jesus to a lake. Uh, the way Jesus did indeed travel to the lake is remarkable. Uh, uh, probably more remarkable than our fun, amazing facts. Let's hear how that happened from Matthew chapter 14, and listen how Jesus travelled across the lake. Jam reads the Bible. Immediately, Jesus made the disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him to the other side while he dismissed the crowd. After he dismissed them, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. Later that night, He was there alone, and the boat was already a considerable distance from the land, buffeted by the waves because the wind was against it. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them, walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, If it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come out to you on the water. Come, he said. Then Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water and came toward Jesus. But when he saw the wind, he was afraid and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me! Immediately Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You of little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? And when they climbed into the boat, the wind died down. Then those who were in the boat worshipped him, saying, Truly you are the Son of God. I am afraid of blood, eyeballs and the squidgy things in our bodies. I don't even know when I realised, but it was, I think, after I'd become a dad. I thought I was pretty good with all that medical stuff. Until my children had wobbly teeth and I had to send my children to their mum. My wife can honestly pull out a wobbly teeth with her bare hands. I am wincing as I say that. I still don't know how she does it. I can't. But it doesn't really matter. I could just walk out the room when it all gets a bit wobbly. I feel fine again. I can even ignore it's happening. There are some fears we can't walk away from. There are some fears that follow me out the room and they don't leave me alone. I'm afraid of looking stupid, of being laughed at, of other people thinking I'm wrong. Sometimes it happens to me and I realise how much I hate that feeling. I'm afraid of those people I love dying. I'm afraid of the day that I find out that he has died. I'm afraid of going to her funeral. I'm afraid of life without him or not being able to speak to her. I can't walk away from those fears. I can't walk out the room to forget them. I can't just leave them to someone else to deal with. In this story, Jesus helps his friends with their fears as they were crossing the lake. He helps them twice 
when they feel afraid. Listen, the first time they saw Jesus walking on the lake, they were terrified and Jesus said, it's me, don't be afraid. It's like when you see an ice cream van coming, you stop looking for an ice cream. They'll have some to buy. When you see a maths teacher, you can stop wondering what is nine times seven, because we always wonder that. She'll know the answer. Or when you see a farmer, you can stop worrying about the cows in the field. He'll know what to do. It's what farmers do. When you see Jesus, you can stop being afraid because he is God. He is in charge. He has it all in hand. It's what he does. I remember learning to swim. I learned to swim in a river. What an odd place to learn to swim. Well, okay. I don't know I learned to swim in the river. I do remember how it felt with my dad as he would help me to learn to swim. So he would stand like in the shallows where he could stand up, but I couldn't. And I don't know if this is a good way of doing it, but he would walk away from me and I would have to swim to him. And I had that sense of stop walking, dad. I can't do it. I remember feeling worried. And then he'd take hold of me. I would instantly feel safe. He was stronger than me. He was standing on the bottom. He had me. I didn't need to be afraid. Jesus is God. He is stronger than me. He has me. I don't need to be afraid. I am safe. Even when things are happening that frighten me, he has me. I don't need to be afraid. So you were still in the river. Not that much had changed. (laughs) All he was doing was holding you. Yeah, and... In honesty, he could have grabbed hold of me at any point he wanted. I was never out of control in danger. The second time in the story is when Peter steps out of the boat and he has a bash at walking on water. I love that because he's thinking, well, if Jesus can walk on water and he's my friend, maybe he'll let me have a go. Hanging out with Jesus rocks. You can do cool stuff. So Peter says, give me a go. But then Peter saw the waves and the wind. He felt the spray on his face and he looked down at his feet and he saw the deep, deep water. And suddenly it wasn't for fun. He was in real trouble. He felt he was in real trouble. He was afraid. When he was looking at Jesus, he was safe. When he was looking at the waves, he was afraid. Do you remember me learning to swim in the river? If I had looked behind me, what would I have seen? Lots and lots of river, so much water, no safety, nothing to hold on. If I had looked in front of me, what would I see? My dad, just there. He was always there, never far away. He had me. But look sideways, no dad. Look down, only water. But he is still there. I could trust him. I could just fix my eyes on him and then I wouldn't be afraid. We don't need to be afraid. Jesus is God. He is there. He was there for Peter. He was there for all of his disciples in the storm. We can't see him with our eyes and that makes it harder. But he is there. We are safe. He is in charge. He does love us just like my dad loved me in the river. By Jesus' spirit, he is right there. That's not just a word we say. It's real and it's true. He is there. And in the Bible, we find out exactly how powerful and trustworthy Jesus is. That's why we keep reading the Bible, to remind ourselves he has us, he is there, what he is like. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. I'm going to pray.
Father, I thank you that when the disciples were afraid, Jesus says, it's me. Don't be afraid. Thank you, Father, that when we feel afraid, Jesus still has us. He is with us. He is in charge. He cares for us. He says, it is me. Don't be afraid. We find that hard because we can't see Jesus. So we sometimes feel alone. We sometimes feel unloved. We sometimes feel like it's dangerous. Would you please help us to keep remembering what Jesus is like, how powerful he is, that he is with us so that we can say, it is Jesus. He is there. I don't need to be afraid. Amen. Amen. After this incident where Jesus walked on water and Peter decided he'd have a go, I imagine Jesus going off alone to pray while the disciples sit on the shore and talk about what just happened. Your tunic's still wet, Peter. It'll dry out when the sun comes up. I could start a fire and we can... John, honestly, just leave it. So, talk me through what just happened. Our Lord walked on water. Yep. Wasn't really thinking about that. Not surprised. Second you saw him there on the water, you shrieked, Ah, look, it's a ghost! Wow. Are we doing this? Doing what? Playing which disciple looked the most stupid. No, because you'd win that hands down, mister. I wonder who that could be walking on the water. Really? Yeah. You saw Jesus on the water and you said, Ah, it's a ghost! Not, wow, someone who looks a lot like Jesus is walking on very watery water. Mmm, who could that be? All things considered, it probably is Jesus. Remain calm, everyone. Oh, right. So people walking on water is the most normal thing in the world, is it? You know that people can't generally walk on water. Yes, but that's... Although maybe that explains why you packed in fishing. You don't really seem to understand how water actually works. Right. And normal laws of physics apply when Jesus is around. He literally just fed 5,000 men with five loaves and two fish. Because that's completely normal. Yes. Oh, look, a life-threatening storm has been calmed with a word. And lifelong illnesses are cured with saliva, mud and prayer. Silly me. How normal. Yes, OK, fine. We should have realised that it was Jesus walking on the water. But none of us did what you did next, did we? I may have bitten off a little more than I can chew. A little more? You went nuts! You said, my turn! What a bizarre reaction. When Jesus turned water into wine, did he think, I should be able to do that too. Pass me a jug. You say that, but I did actually walk on water. And how did that go? Uh, Did I, or did I not, walk on water? Yes. Yeah, so uh, just to recap, someone here walked on water. Which one of us was that? Oh, was it John the favourite or me, Simon Peter Fisherman? You know what? They might even sing a song about me. Simon Peter walks on water. They won't sing that about you. They might. You sank and you didn't just sink. You cried out, Lord, save me. It was, well, a bit pathetic. Yeah, look, that was a low point. Yeah. But one of us thought Jesus was a ghost. 
and one of us walked on water. So, which disciple looked the most stupid? I'm not playing this game. Because you lost. Lord, save me! Look, a ghost! Shut up! Shut up! Ed's got some curveball questions for us, but before that, do send us your comments, thoughts, pictures, whatever you like. Have you been to a lake this summer? Yeah, what happened? How cold was it? Yes. Uh, if you were in the Lake District, was it raining? I think I already know the answer to that one. Yes, is the answer. Uh, that is quite negative, Jan. It, I've, I've, Most of England seems to go to the Lake District. And it always rains. <laughs> I've been to the Lake District many times. It basically rains every day. Um, it's a glorious place. I don't mean to be negative about it, but the weather is not its main, its main redeeming quality. Whatever it is, tell us your stories and your thoughts. Podcast at faithinkids.org. Okay, here we go. Ed's curveball. He's got four curveballs for you, four questions. I have. As normal, you can pick one, you can pick all four. It's up to you. You're the boss. If you're under five, what did Peter try to do with Jesus? Do you remember? Five to sevens or just to get going, what did Peter get wrong that made him afraid? What was the mistake Peter made? Eights to elevens. When you're afraid next, what would you love to remember? What would you love to say to yourself? And then if you're a bit older, maybe a teenager, if you didn't have Jesus, imagine it for a moment, what would you say to yourself when you were afraid? And do you think that would work? Would it work just as well? Would it work better? What do you think? Okay, run through those four questions very quick. What did Peter try to do with Jesus? What did Peter get wrong that made him afraid? When you're afraid next, what do you want to remember? And finally, if you didn't have Jesus, what do you think you would say to yourself and would it work? Thanks very much. Now you talk. Speak to you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Okay. That, that thing of bees everywhere. Bees? Bees everywhere. Wow.